welcome to the How to Love the Shit Out of Life podcast. I'm your host, Sally Ann Hurley, and I'll be loving the shit out of a variety of topics with you. I hope each episode brings you insight, inspiration, and positive vibes. So let's get into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the How to Love the Shit Out of Life podcast. It's another hot tip today, so just Sally on the mic today, no guests with me. It's just my chance to have a little bit of a a yarn with you all. And today I'm going to talk about self-care and social media. So this episode was inspired by some news that happened uh, last week around Instagram and Instagram have now taken away the ability to view how many likes posts have uh, here in Australia. So I believe they rolled it out in Canada as well. But yeah, so this week you would have noticed that on your Instagram uh, account or page, your posts can still be liked by your followers and others, but the amount of likes are no longer viewable for the public. You can still click in and see how many likes um, your post has got. And if you have a, a business Instagram page, you can go into the insights section. So you can look at the statistics and how many likes your posts have received. But it's not viewable now for the general public. And they've done this because they want to uh, be a bit more proactive in terms of helping people with their mental health and their well-being and promoting Instagram more as a place where you can just share your photos and your videos without making it a competition, which is kind of what it's turned into. And there was a bit of concern, I guess, from the perspectives of influencers and, uh, you know, people who have small businesses um, and brands on their Instagram. But for someone like me who does have a a page on Instagram that is more of a business account as opposed to just my personal account, so I have a how to love the shit out of life Instagram account, um, you know, it didn't really phase me that much. It's still kind of getting my head around when I'm scrolling through Instagram just noticing you can't actually see the amount of likes, but it, it doesn't upset me. It doesn't bother me. I think it's a really good step forward and I think it's nice to see that social media platforms are trying to do their bit to ensure that people's mental health and well-being is looked after. Um, So it kind of made me think a bit more deeper about self-care and social media. Um, I've worked in social media content for many years now. Um, I've worked in digital communications probably since about 2012, uh, a couple of different organisations. But within those organisations, I've generally been uh, tasked with the, the, um, the job of looking after the social media accounts. So I think I'm pretty well equipped to talk a bit about how uh, you need to practice self-care when you're using social media a lot. I also use it, as I mentioned before, for the How to Love the Shit Out of Life book and podcast. So I use it to promote this podcast. I use it to promote positivity and I guess that movement of self-care and self-help and happiness. So it's something that I'm, I'm immersed in pretty deeply, but 
I think that also means that I need to be more mindful of how often I'm using it, um, noticing how I feel when I use it. Um, uh, a good example is a couple of weekends ago, I had a, a really busy weekend where I was out, uh, I think it was the Friday and Saturday night, the Saturday morning and day I was running a lot of errands. I was out a lot. I was in and out of my apartment, accompanied that with drinking alcohol at, you know, on the Friday night, the Saturday night, not feeling hundred percent eating kind of greasy food to make myself, you know, feel better which it actually has the opposite effect, and I'm very aware of that. Um, But I found myself on the Sunday morning I woke up and I thought, you know, I'm just going to kind of lounge around today. I've got a day off and it's, you know, it's just a free day where I had no plans. And, you know, I was in my bed, you know, kind of going through my phone and I, I realized I'd wasted nearly two hours just being on my phone. I was already not feeling... 100%. 100%. I was exhausted. I, you know, I obviously had some alcohol the night before and also on the Friday. I'd been eating crap food. So I'm already feeling pretty average from that perspective. And then I've spent nearly two hours going through my phone, reading a lot of negative content, you know, a lot of the stuff that's going on around the world and, and news and things like that. But then also just looking at stuff and not really taking it in. And I had this moment where I was like, oh my God, I'm feeling worse now at like 11 a.m. than what I was at 9 a.m. when I first woke up. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to go and I'm going to have a shower. I'm going to leave my phone in my room for the next few hours. I'm going to go out into my living room, you know, have something good to eat, um, watch a bit of TV, watch a bit of sport maybe, and just chill. Maybe I'll read a bit of a book. And I felt so much better for just putting that phone down and leaving it in my room and not touching it. And I think that there's something in that. Um, I noticed it. I really did notice it made me feel worse. And I think if we all kind of take a moment to be a bit more mindful when we are on social media, a lot of us would notice that as well. It doesn't necessarily make you feel any better. So That's one of my tips. I've got a few little tips that we can all try uh, to practice a bit of self-care around our social media. And so my first one is leave your phone in your room or leave it somewhere you know you're not really going to check it. If you are expecting a phone call or you're expecting someone to send you an important message, you know, obviously turn um, the, the phone's volume up so you can hear the phone go off when you get that message or when you get that phone call, if, if you really need to have it in that way. But turn off the notification um, alerts because I know for me when I get like a Facebook message or sometimes like if someone likes a post, like a notification comes up, turn that off, leave it somewhere that you're not going to touch it or you're not going to be uh, tempted to touch it and just take a moment away from it. It can be a couple of hours. You could try it for, you know, most of one day. I mean, how many of you have left your phone at home sometimes when you've gone to work? I know for me this has happened before, particularly when I was working, uh, you know, in the Sydney CBD and I'd have to commute all the way from the southwest to the city. There's no way I could turn around and go pick my phone up. And it actually turned out to be a really good day because I didn't have that distraction with me, which is fantastic. So I recommend if you can just, 
you know, forget your phone one day when you're out and about all day, do it. It is totally worth it. But if you can just put your phone in your room or away from you somewhere in your house and just leave it for a few hours, see what you can achieve, see what else you can do in that time and see how it makes you feel. And I guarantee you'll probably feel a lot better. Other tip, delete certain apps on your phone. If you use Instagram too much, if you use Facebook too much, if you're using Twitter too much, I recommend deleting one of those apps for just a day. So I've done this before. I've actually done this recently with Twitter. I deleted the Twitter app off my phone for I think it was two or three days um, because I interact a lot um, about sport on Twitter and particularly, uh, you know, I'm a big NRL fan. I support the Newcastle Knights. There's a really great group of Newcastle Knights supporters that I interact with on Twitter, particularly in the lead up to game day and then during the game sometimes and then also after the game. Now, depending on how the results go, sometimes they're nice interactions and sometimes, you know, there's a lot of emotion and there's a bit of uh, back and forth. Sometimes it can get a little heated because different supporters have different opinions on how the team performed and different players. But I found myself getting really um, emotionally invested in those conversations because I, I really care about my football team and it's something I'm very passionate about. But I thought to myself, you know what, I don't actually need to be this invested in discussions on Twitter about how the team is going. So yeah, I deleted the app. I think it was maybe two days. And then I, I, you know, started it back up again once the game day was rolling around and, you know, it was fine. I feel like I'd taken enough of a break from it. But even yesterday, my team played in the afternoon. I was busy all day yesterday doing stuff for the podcast. So I actually didn't watch the game and I stayed off Twitter for a lot of the aftermath of that, sometimes I'll go on and just see what the general consensus is about the performance and maybe watch some highlights. There weren't many highlights for me from yesterday's game, apparently, because we got flogged. So I, I felt really good this morning when I woke up. I thought, wow, I didn't actually invest that much time in Twitter um, this weekend in terms of sport and particularly the NRL. And I felt really good about it. So I do recommend if you get the time, delete certain apps from your phone, if you feel like even deleting it is too much, maybe just sign out of a certain account because it's so easy now when we just pick up our phone and press the Facebook you know, app icon. Generally, if you're still logged in, you just go straight to whatever's happening. But if you sign out, maybe you just feel like, oh, I don't really want to sign back in again. So maybe if it's, if it's not as you know, deep as deleting the app, sign out. And that means next time you have to, you have to actually sign in. I know it's such an effort, but it's a bit more of an effort than what you usually would have to put in to interact on that platform. My last tip, and this is something that I think generally we do anyway. So it's only following certain accounts that you, I guess, relate to or want to engage with um, I guess we build our own narrative on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all different social media platforms. And sometimes that's not the best thing because I think we do also need to have other sides and other things to balance out our own narrative. However, if you find that there's accounts out there that are just unhealthy in your opinion, you don't want to see them, you don't want to be engaging with them, then don't follow them. 
I would suggest that. I know it's hard sometimes because if your friends, particularly on Instagram, when you kind of go to that, I don't know what it's called. I've totally blanked, but when it's like just a combination of all different accounts and whatnot, and generally it's, it's generated from the people that you like and what they interact with and also certain things that you've interacted with. So I know it's hard sometimes to avoid accounts that you're not necessarily interested in, but I would just say, don't follow things that you don't want in your space. If particularly if you feel like they're not good for you. So that's a pretty simple one, but sometimes, you know, you can go through your feed and go, why am I following this person? And you've probably followed them ages ago and didn't realize it or just forgot. So I think it's important every now and then to have a bit of a, a cleanup of who you're following. Um, if you're not following a lot of accounts, but you feel like you need a bit of extra positivity and things like that, maybe seek out a few accounts that promote a more healthier mindset and things like that. So I think it's important to, to actually go through who you're following and maybe also analyzing who you're not following and maybe accounts that you should be in order to help you, I guess, on your, you know, more healthier, positive and happier journey. So they're my tips. As I said, you know, these are, these are pretty basic things and there might be a few people out there that are like why do you need self-care with social media just don't have it don't use it um it's easy well that's that might be easy for that person that says that and that believes that but I do honestly believe that social media has become something that is almost unavoidable in our society and with that comes addiction um it's like it's like any drug, it's like alcohol, it's like gambling. It's, it's, it's when these things are put in front of you and are easily accessible, then there are people out there with addictive personalities and this is what can happen. So I think to just say don't use it, while it might work in theory, it's not always the most practical. Um, so I would just recommend taking a bit of a break, taking a bit of a step back, being a bit more mindful about how you feel when you are using these platforms. So they're my thoughts on self-care and social media. I hope you've gotten something out of today's episode and I look forward to chatting with you on the next one. Thank you for loving the shit out of life with me. Don't forget to like the How to Love the Shit Out of Life Facebook page and follow us on Instagram. And if you don't already have a copy of How to Love the Shit Out of Life, the book, you can purchase it now through most major bookstores. Till next time.